0: Alright guys, we're here. We're happy. It's a whole new day. Are we really happy? We're happy because you know what? It's Jackson's birthday. Oh my... Loving boyfriend has had his official birthday today, so today's episode is dedicated to him. Everyone, if you see Jackson Musker online, send him a nice animal video. Two unlikely animals becoming friends because that makes his heart go beep beep beep. The
1: the gift <laughs> I sent him today was a turtle falling off of a rock I saw and being it. like ah, and so I was like I figured he would like that. Absolutely. What's what. your favorite type of animal gift, Matt Palmer? Uh, well,
0: I mean, I I he has softened my heart a bit, and mm-hmm. I love and you know any sort of like puppy that kind of can't walk it's gotten dizzy it's cute
1: it's gotten dizzy. You know, sometimes
0: the <laughs> puppy gets dizzy, walks a little like it's drunk. I like that. Or like an animal has gotten dizzy and walks like they're drunk.
1: Okay, cute. Yeah, I think it's cute. All right, it's good to yeah. have like an aesthetic when it comes to animal Absolutely. videos. Absolutely, you had a
0: question, I have an answer. Oh
1: God, you are just like the Grinch and your heart is growing 12 <laughs> sizes. Matt I, Palmer talking about cute little animals. I don't believe
0: I've ever been a Grinch, but you know, there are different ways to view I'll the world. Oh, go back
1: to our 2 game ads videos from 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: think I was a Grinch. I had opinions, I had feelings, I expressed them and I will express them today. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer, and everyone, Mama Steele is in town. Hi, Mama. She's Steel. probably watching this live stream right now on her phone on my couch in Los Angeles, California, and we are having a fun-filled week. I love that. And when she got here Thursday night, she got oh, th- here Thursday night uh, in the morning. Oh, uh, and so then. Oh no! Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it. I was going to let it go. This just goes to show how sometimes when we are recording the podcast, yes. like I'm not fully comprehending what is happening.
0: That's okay. And were, were I, you yes-ended, and I appreciated I, it. And I was <laughs> not even going to correct you.
1: I yes-ended that so hard. You did? She arrived. Thursday morning not Thursday night in there the morning <laughs> uh, and so and then when I came up to um, record the Olivia Rodrigo
0: reaction to guts that we did yes. she was
1: fast asleep because she was still on New Jersey
0: time. I was gonna say it would have been midnight her time at that point anyway yeah. so I think it's okay that you spent a couple hours away and we got to experience Olivia together with one point three thousand people that was so much fun guys wild. and it
1: just is so much better when the album is truly great
0: I know <laughs> like that's the thing and I I feel like it's happened a couple of times where like the album has been like even better than expected especially because I have said this a million times but it's still true I was walking into the uh, Olivia Rodrigo album experience with such trepidation and when I was hearing those songs and I was like ah oh. I have nothing to be worried about. I don't know why you were so scared because like she has proven herself to be a
1: very, very talented songwriter and yes. then like she was the biggest pop act like of, you know, 2021, 2022. Yes. So like, of course everyone's going to be clamoring to work with her like on her sophomore sure.
0: release. But those interviews when they would describe the jumping around and screaming at concerts and the rapping, it's like that doesn't sound scary to you. No, I had full faith. Well, I have faith now. I am on the Little, little Olives train. So I'm, welcome me, please. Gen Z, I'm happy that we can trust this young lady who can write her fucking face
1: off. Yes, and Matt Palmer, what else did you do this week besides celebrate the birth of your man? I mean, it's and mostly been that. All but right, it's
0: been different phases of that, which is cool. And so on Friday, we went to um, a restaurant called Meteora, and it was a very strangely themed restaurant in which it was kind of as if like the world had ended, and this was the only dystopian like two three star restaurant that survived. It was very much like. <laughs> Everything looked like it was made of rock and carved out of it. And there was a lot of like hanging, not even fabrics, like hanging yarn accoutrement everywhere.
1: Hanging yarn accoutrement. (laughs) Yes,
0: everywhere you saw there was a yarn. Everything was candlelit. And they brought out our... silverware and it was wooden Ooh. <laughs> and it just was like it was you know it was like a restaurant that was fine dining but in Star Wars or something it was sure. very strange but I enjoyed it that's very fun I enjoyed that a lot and then on Saturday I went over to see Janie and that was really fun and then uh, Jackson's family lives in uh, LA locally and so he we went and hung out with his parents and uh, sister and her husband and all of that and his mom and his uh, aunt both have the same birthday like two years a year two years apart and their birthday was last Sunday, and so we celebrated everybody's birthday, Jackson and his mom and his aunts, and it was a very fun time. And then today, we um, I gave him his gifts, which mm-hmm. he seemed to very much enjoy. We went to the farmer's market close by and got some pupusas. We had a couple of you know, cocktails and played Zelda Breath of the Wild for a few hours before you came over. Okay,
1: my question is, what did you get him for gifts? I got How him much s- did you spend I spent, on your man. The thing is,
0: okay, I didn't realize that uh, he needed an air purifier. We talked about getting an air purifier. Mm. I didn't realize he got an air purifier. So So I got a second air purifier. So we're deciding whether to keep both or to send one back on Amazon. Listen,
1: girl, you have multiple rooms in your apartment. It's it's
0: true. But like, you know, it's, 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 Cost money. Like yes, this was they that, do. This was not an inexpensive gift, so yeah. are we should we be spending that amount of money? Especially
1: if you get an air purifier for a big room. Like there are cheap air purifiers for like tiny rooms, right. but like the ones for like the actual like big rooms are expensive. And up.
0: I would say if you're talking about air purifier prices, we're probably mid level. We're not sure. going into like crazy 400 five hundred dollar territory. Yeah. Oh, those but
1: sleek it, looking ones that are just like a circle. And I was like, too much, too much. Yeah. But it
0: was it was something. So though that might go back, that we, he might be getting some ASOS clothes instead. But he got. I also got some ornaments representing our trip to uh, Puerto Vallarta last year and our trip to Costa Rica this year because we thought we could do that for our Christmas trees going forward, like have little ornaments of our travels, you know? Oh, so domestic. I know. Oh my god. I, you! Oh. <laughs> I got some <laughs> pictures printed out because we're planning on having like a photo gallery wall of like family and stuff. So oh girl, was, you
1: are becoming a late 30s gay <laughs> before my eyes.
0: I, I We're in a relationship. I don't know what to tell you. It's wow. been all, this is our fifth of his birthdays that we've celebrated together. So this is the kind of shit you get your partner. Pretty soon you're going to be adopting kids hanging uh,
1: and like getting like target pictures of them, like blown up to like <laughs> three feet by three feet, hanging them on your wall.
0: And look, we're not there. We are not there, but it was a lovely birthday. I think he had a good time. He is still recovering um, from an illness that he had. And um, so he wasn't right. I was like, we could have people over, but like, I don't want to make this man host when he's still feeling kind of fatigued and stuff. So we're going to celebrate more with other people in this upcoming weekend but I think I still feel like he had a special and nice birthday he called his twin brother who lives in Ohio mm-hmm. who has the same birthday so they got to you know wish each other happy birthday everybody had seemed to be happy and be doing well and so we love that for them.
1: I love that yes. yes yeah how was your week my week was very good my whole week was just preparing for Mama Steel to arrive of Clearing the fridge because yes. we know when Mama Steel arrives she does not want to do any of the tourists shit what? she's no. like I don't give a shit about this L- LA crap I'm here to make a bunch of food does
0: she think that you like don't eat in her absence.
1: Yes. She like thinks that I like am starving or something. But you know, she's an Italian mother. She's got to do what she's got to do. Of that course. Italian mothers are just wired to like think that my children are not eating enough. <laughs> okay. And so, um. but first I, I hung out with my, uh, my friend Ryan on Tuesday. We had dinner. I got to see his kids. That was very fun. Right. And, Ryan Barley. Yeah, Ryan, Bar- Bar- okay, Ryan Patrick, yeah, Patrick Barley, Bar- director of Devo's available now. And
0: director of Minimap Matt Palmer Video's available now. Yes,
1: and so uh, then uh, my mother arrived on Thursday. We, of course, did the big grocery shopping on Thursday. Then I came up to uh, uh, do the Olivia Rodrigo stuff. Yes. And uh, then on Friday, we saw my friend Alexis. because um, uh, My friend Megan, who lives in Pasadena, mm. wanted us to come over to have dinner so my mom could meet her baby she just had Aww. a baby uh, and so and my mom was also very much like I want to cook and I want to meet all your friends with babies <laughs> okay, like I want to see perfect. all the babies and uh, so on the way we stopped at our friend Alexis's mm-hmm. uh, house and hung out with him for a bit then we saw my friend Megan and my friend Lauren um, and then yesterday we went shopping again because apparently the first batch of food was not enough okay. <laughs> and, and grocery shopping with my mom is always an adventure because you walk down every single aisle and my mom looks at everything and she's like do you need this you need crackers right you need crackers and I'm <laughs> Like, I don't need crackers. I don't eat crackers. Like, I don't care about crackers. And she's like, you, are you sure? Matthew, are you sure this one day you could wake up in the middle of the night? You could want crackers. Are you sure you don't want these saltine crackers? And I'm like, I don't want saltine crackers. You got she, crackers, she puts the your- saltine crackers in, in the car <laughs> anyway. Like that that's what every product is. That, yes. It's a journey. And uh, so then yesterday, um, my friend Raul came over. He met my mom. My mom made some pasta for oh, all that's of us. Nice. Yeah, my mom. So my mom makes uh she made pasta, big batch of pasta vasol, found out that Travis is a vegetarian. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, Travis needs pasta vizool, too. And so I'm like, no, Travis doesn't need anything. And like, you know, he, well, <laughs> it's fine. OK, it's fine. But my mom's like, nope, got to go back to the store. And so I can get some vegetable broth to make a vegetarian pasta vizool for Beautiful. Travis. So we have a bunch of stuff in the freezer that I she cooked. That. Yes, it's it's been a very fun journey.
0: It seems like you're not going to have to make another meal until like Thanksgiving exactly. or Christmas time. And I love that for you. I think Thank that's so So wait, is your mom leaving before Thursday evening when I come back and we record it. Yes, oh, she no. leaves uh, Thursday morning. Well, I mean, I guess she's watching now. Mama Steele, I'm Hello. sending so much love from this side of town and I hope you have a perfect LA trip and Matt Steele's doing okay, I promise you. I'm like, doing
1: fine. <laughs> oh, literally, like when I'm in the shower, like getting ready for the day, I hear like her in the kitchen talking to Travis and my mom's just like, Travis, is Matthew doing okay? I know, and, and
0: Travis is like,
1: he's fine, he's fine, <laughs> I, he's fine. I have been your
0: roommate, so I do know yes. that.
1: Yes. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh, Travis, can't you set?" Matthew up with a nice boy. <laughs> and Travis is like, he's fine. He's doing great. Yeah, look at doing, you now.
0: Look at me. Doing wonderfully. I'm doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to go for wonderfully? Not yet. All right. Not yet. Do you want to dive in? To Let's some news dive in. Let's idiots? go. There's not a lot of news this week. So if this is a short section of the podcast, I apologize. But, we will dive into uh, some good news that, uh, I mean, I guess it's sad for some people, but not sad for most. Danny Masterson, who was an actor on that 70s show, uh, has been sentenced to 30 years in prison. By the way, it's a uh, trigger warning here, talking about the Danny Masterson case, he's talking about the R word and things. So he did... Uh, he's going to prison for rape conviction and he has been sentenced for 30 years uh, after being convicted of the crimes earlier this year. The actor is maintaining his innocence, but was convicted on two of three forcible rape charges this past May. Um, Masterson was accused of raping three women in his Hollywood Hills home between 2001 and 2003. Um, this is, I mean, I think in a, Appropriate length of time, if not longer. This is someone like someone who did something that's so inconceivably horrifying to multiple like, people. To multiple people, yeah. like he is the definition of a danger to society. So, you know, of course, at your highest level, at my highest level, I of course am pro abolishments. But then stuff like this, you see, and I'm just like, well. He could get locked up. Well,
1: no, there there has to be a punishment for a crime. Absolutely, you know?
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, and this has come to be a big deal this week because it has come out that uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, who co-starred with the actor on that '70s show, and I'm sure are starring in the '90s show, the like reboot of that show that's coming soon, have both written letters in defense of Danny Masterson after this conviction, trying to persuade the judge, I assume, to lessen his sentence. Um, The full... I think the full letters are available. The beginning of Kutcher says, Honorable Judge Almido. my name is Ashton Kutcher, blah, blah, blah. I met Danny Masterson when I was 20 years old. In 1988, he instantly became a friend, dedicated coworker, and role model to me and has remained as such for 25 years. Uh, over the 25-year relationship, I don't recall him ever lying to me. He taught me about being direct and confronting issues in life and relationships head-on, resolving them and moving forward. XYZ he goes on to talk about how Danny is a father and you know his f- child deserves a parent around and all of this. And I believe Iggy Azalea did the same thing after Tori Lane's was convicted of shooting Megan The Stallion. She had written a letter, like, defending his character. And to that, I hope we've all learned the lesson. Don't do this shit. None of this is behind a lock and key, like both Mila, Ashton, and I believe Iggy apologized, under the guise of, like, I thought this was private. Sure. And it's like, okay, I hear you, but also, like, as much I feel like we've lived long enough in life, and that includes Ashton and Mila, who are our age, if not a little older, Uh, we've all lived long enough to know that just because a person has treated you kindly and you've seen them in a positive light in all of your interactions, that does not mean you know the person in every single situation. So if there are victims out there saying that he has done this, he has been convicted in a court of law, a jury of his peers have found him guilty, then you just have to believe those victims. And in their little video apology, they said they did. But if you do, then why would you go out on a limb to try to make sure that this man... Was punished as lightly as possible for these crimes. I just don't get what they would get out of doing this.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I imagine maybe like they know maybe like his daughter mm-hmm. or something like that, and they. But the thing is like. Don't write a letter like asking for a shorter sentence. Like, if you want to support his daughter who now has to grow up without a father, oh, exactly. like you can do things to support the daughter. I, I feel like the burden of like being there for your loved one if they've committed a horrible crime. It, that's a burden to put on maybe like his mother, right. right? Like, and you know, as much as we wouldn't want you know the mother to do something like that, like have her do something like that. But like, I, I, yeah, I. I understand what they were going for, but no. And I I think Christina Ricci said it well. Like, we all know people who are... Like good to our faces and right. everything, or good to us specifically, but not good to other people. And we just have to flat out accept that. And it's a hard thing to accept. Yep. You yes. know, I guess if you still want to be there for your friend, visit him. Exactly. You know? Go visit uh, him, you know, and hope his that calls. he and hope that he, you know, like gets whatever help he needs while right. he is in prison. Right. Um, yeah. So it's
0: just like it's just a, such a bad look, and you're doing yourself such a disservice. Like to say in the same breath that you support victims after doing this. Reads is so hypocritical that it's just like, guys, let's read the room a little bit. And it feels like they very much didn't. So, all those people, you know, best of luck, you know, going on your own way. But this was quite the snafu, Austin, or what's his name? Ashton yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mila. So. Hate that. Uh, and speaking of people who've had bad weeks, Jimmy Fallon, it has come out in a Rolling Stone article, uh, is, So rude to crew members and employees that even Jerry Seinfeld on as a guest had to force him to apologize. Employees have noted that Jimmy has good days and good Jimmy days and bad Jimmy days, and this is, of course, on the set of The Tonight Show, where he is the host. Um, One day, he appeared to be drunk, crossed out a joke, and forgot he crossed out that joke himself moments ago, and the crew was scared. There's a toxic environment that was so bad that it impacts the employee's mental health. They were designated crying rooms, some... One staffer had had to go to on anti anxiety meds and others started therapy because of the working conditions. I feel like this is very much in keeping with what we know about late night shows. It's like the <laughs> Ellen of it all. And uh, even Kelly Clarkson's show, even though that was more, it seemed like an executive producer issue. And now this, it's like, I understand the pressure you must be under to create a brand new show every single day that's going to be you know, sent out live into the world. But at the end of the day, I feel like entertainment folks have been like, well... People would be so, you know, jealous of your position. Like, so many people would replace you in a heartbeat for no money, and they think that that is a reason that the working conditions can be so deplorable. Sure. And it's like, no, no. This is a job. I'm here to do my best, but also to go home and get a paycheck. This is not my entire life. You cannot treat me and talk to me disrespectfully. Like, if I am having a mental health crisis as a result of your treatment, that means you are terrible at being a boss. And. It's gross. Well, and it's just kind
1: of like as if you are a person running a show, don't you 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 have to want to treat your employees well, otherwise you're gonna lose talented people. Like the really talented people are not gonna wanna work for you. They're gonna be like, fuck this. I am talented, I'm gonna go work for someone else who's much better.
0: Right. You know? And I believe that happened over the course of I believe it's he's been the tonight show host for ten years. He's gone through nine showrunners. And it's like there's no It's not a coincidence that there's that big of turnover. I believe he got on a Zoom call or something and was like, I'm so sorry to my staff. And like, if I've embarrassed you in front of your parents, like, I'm just so, I feel so (laughs) bad. embarrassed you in front of your parents. I know. He's a weird guy. (laughs) He's a weird guy. He apologized to them. Um... But it's just, like, it's just too bad. It's, like, hopefully these days of reckoning, like, they can be less individual. Like, I hope that every late night or daytime show are reading these articles and be like, fuck, we better get our shit together or our former and or current employees are going to go to Rolling Stone and blow up our spot. Like, let's make this a pleasant and, like, yeah. okay place to work. Let's make the snacks in the green room Fucking awesome. <laughs> right. If we think that our staff has a crying room, we have a problem. All right. <laughs> we No crying rooms. I don't. Anyone, if your job has a crying room, you need to find a new job.
1: Listen, my Period. job has a crying room that I designated for myself, and it is the walk-in fridge. That <laughs> well, is my crying room. You
0: say that, but, you know, spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched the end of The Bear season two, I'm telling you now so you can skip ahead. Carmi gets locked in that fridge oh, in the no. final episode of the second season so watch out do not get locked in there i'm not gonna get locked. he was in, in there. there for so long i'm not gonna get <laughs> locked in I'm there just saying I'd listen that door is broken
1: okay. all right <laughs> <laughs> the door is broken for Carmi as well oh and that's
0: how it locked oh no. and he was i mean i'm really spoiling but he was like <laughs> there were episodes of people being like have you called the fridge guy have you called the fridge guy and he's like i'm gonna get to it i'm gonna get to it that's so funny <laughs> i know it's a great show um But it's also been the big week for Zach Bryan, whose name I don't think I knew this time. Listen, I saw
1: it in the headline of this YouTube uh, live video. It said Zach Bryan's big week. And I was like, who the hell is that? (laughs) And then I had to think and I was like, oh, I think he had the number one song on Billboard this week with Casey
0: Musgraves. He absolutely did. So
1: what did he do? I've been with my mom all week. I'm not up to date.
0: All I really know is that he debuted at number one on the Hot 100 with Casey Musgraves. And this is Casey Musgraves' first number one single, which is so exciting. Um, this is the actually first number one for both artists. He becomes the first male country artist in history to simultaneously top the Billboard 200 and the Hot 100 at the same time. Oh, that's cool. I believe this is his fourth album. Just a giant big week for him. And then it comes out days later. He's been arrested. Mm-hmm. And so I'm nervous because I see, you know, ex-country artists gets arrested. And you're like, oh God, what racist thing did you do? Like, what homophobic thing did you do? And apparently... It's not like that, so we can still stand. I mean, I can't say I stand a man because we all know how that ends. But we can still support <laughs> from afar. Zach Bryan, uh, apparently, there he interfered with a traffic stop uh, in which his security guard got pulled over, and I don't know if he felt like it was not for a good reason. And at some point, he got out of his car and said that the officers were essentially like going too far with, you know, their power. Like, it's like you shouldn't be doing this. And he said, you know what? I'll just I'll go to jail. Let's do it. And he was basically, you know, charged with a misdemeanor and was just kind of like giving the officers a toot. And it's like, I can be okay with that. Okay. <laughs> like giving the officers Fair. a dude, pushing back against, you know, the establishment that has done, a you know, as an establishment, maybe not these cops in particular, have done really shitty things. Like, that's not as bad as I was expecting.
1: Was the security guard with the traffic stop
0: arrested too? Uh, I don't think so. I okay. think he just like paid the ticket. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know. who, I, I just, I feel like it was just Zach Bryan who was arrested and, you know, he did go to, he's like, I did go to jail. They didn't play favorites. I was an idiot that day. My decisions did not reflect who I was as a person and I want to make that clear. I should have just been smarter about it. It's like, this seems like a true misdemeanor, a true, like, yeah, you were probably a little aggressive. You know, you probably did a little too much, but it's not something that I have to have to hate you for. You know and what? I think that's great. Who hasn't? Who guys? hasn't? Who hasn't? I feel like when we're talking about the, like, Morgan Wallens of the world and, like, sure. the Luke Combs, I want to say, it's like, this guy, I assumed the worst because I saw... Solo male country artist, and he passed with flying colors. And you
1: know what? He was probably thinking, like, "Hey, my security guard risks it all for me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna risk it all for him." Absolutely.
0: And that's the thing is, I feel like the relationship between star and security guard should be a two way street. No, like, Palmer, would yeah. you go to
1: jail for me? No. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but remember when we were in the car and mm. that police officer stopped us? I did do my best to make sure neither of us went to jail because <laughs> you were having a, you were just talking, having a good time. I was
1: like, okay, like the way to like make him like feel better is be like oh yeah oh do you want me to park here and i guess like the the i guess you know i I have an energetic energy and he probably thought like what is wrong with this guy he's a psychopath yes
0: he was he he was you guys did not have the same vibe You you were definitely more like oh we're gonna be friends let's talk about the miscommunication you know i actually don't drink and he was like why are you talking he was like, back to he me? He was like, what drugs are you on? Exactly. And I was like, I'm not. Uh. And so I could step in and be like, you know what? He understands. We both understand we apologize. And no. that was the end of the conversation and then we got a ticket. You didn't even get a ticket? I
1: did not. Hey, I've never gotten a ticket in my life.
0: Good for you. It happens and we love that that situation was de-escalated by me. Yeah,
1: he was he was not digging my pee wee no. Herman
0: energy. He wasn't. All. Not everybody's here for pee wee Not
1: everybody's charmed by pee wee especially they should be. not cops.
0: They sh- and we and we learned the lesson that day. Uh, <laughs> um did you see that all the Timothée Chalamet stands are very upset? <laughs> girl
1: get over it like like they're upset that he was kissing uh Kylie Jenner Do you know how many girls he's probably kissed
0: and it's like you know i am not in the stan inner circle of this young man but i feel like over the past couple of weeks when i'm looking for news stories for this podcast i'm like oh timothee and kylie are dating okay and like scroll on by but apparently this is such an affront to the little Chalamets, that, you know, Club Chalamet on Instagram has written a a monologue. Hey guys, I woke up an extra half hour early to see if there were further developments overnight and yes, it does get worse. After (laughs) months and months of gossip media bombardment, gossip speculation, sources from the car Jenner camp, her people stalking Timmy's private residence and his obvious avoidance of her has finally paid off and had her primary objective met. Timote has now played her hand and relented. And it's like, Guys, what are you talking about? This, you, and it's like, this person is an adult. She is an adult. They're in a consenting relationship. Even if you don't like her, that's fine. Like, the people I, like, when Mariah married Nick Cannon, my upsetness was based on the fact that he was getting in the way of the equals and C squared promotion. Like, who she dates and chooses to be with if they're not, like, harmful and problematic. And, of course, the genders are problematic in a high-level way. But, like, if they've not done something actively racist, Matt Healy... I'm not going to get upset about who my fame is dating because I'm not in your life. I don't make your choices. I'm here to enjoy your art, and it just is like we all need to chill. This man, as much as like he's done a lot of you know award worthy performances, he's been around and done really incredible things. Like he's also a very young guy, and that Kylie Jenner is very attractive to young guys apparently and so let him have oh, his and own old, and, old and, <laughs> and old guys and old guys I guess for
1: straight and people out and you know what there. probably women, old women young and old as well sure she You know, she people, is objectively attractive right so let him date some girl he likes like, and guys guys as much as you want it he's never gonna want you I- Cause he's never gonna know you, like I mean, all you crazy Timothee, shal. What is what do they call Chalamet.
0: I don't know. I call them little shalomes,
1: little shalie little shalies. <laughs> Listen, he don't know you. You're probably not gonna meet. And and the thing is, like, if you're like a part of this group and you're getting so upset,
0: it's probably because maybe you're a little crazy. Okay, and I did not say that. <laughs> I don't think we use that word anymore. So, and,
1: and I feel like that would be a turnoff to him. So maybe, like, I don't know, calm it down a little bit, and I, then maybe if you meet him one day, he'll be into it. And
0: I am not here to say that having passion about an actor or an artist is out of your like, is not something, because I have hello, yes. I have a large passion for many artists. It's yes. true. Yes, would I,
1: would I sacrifice it all for Fantasia? Yes. Of
0: course, but we need to focus on the art they put out. Like, that is what where the passion should be directed, and I guess things get a little more confused when, like, you're a fan of a Kardashian person, they're a reality person, so you are a fan of them and how they live their life. Timothee Chalamet is not a reality artist. You know, He is an actor, a performer. So you guys should go and pre-order your tickets to Wonka or whatever and (laughs) focus on that. Focus on getting those pre-sales up because it's the art we should stand because you don't know him. And that's fine. At the end of the day, I feel like I know Mariah through her music, but I don't. I don't know this woman and I love her because of her art and that's how I will be judging her from here on out. Yes, focus you know? on Wonka, guys. Focus, focus on, Wonka. on Wonka. Focus
1: on what's important. Cinema.
0: <laughs> Cinema. Someone asked in the chat beforehand about this upcoming show, and I just have to say, the trailer for House of Villains from the E! Network looks amazing. It's going to be hosted by Joel McHale, and it obviously stars Tiffany Pollard, Jacks from Vanderpump Rules, Omarosa, uh, and some other people. Just people who have been villains on several reality shows, including including Shake from Love is Blind, who's truly A monster and demon, so I hope he gets kicked out first. But I'm just implore you all to watch the trailer. It is so lovely to hear New York tear into Amarosa for the same reasons we don't like Amarosa. And it's just, it seems like it's going to be an absolute reality mess. And
1: I'm going to watch every second of it. And Tiffany Pollard, her voice is music to my ears. Like there is nothing more soothing.
0: I hope they pay, like whenever, because she's been on what? Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother UK. She's yeah. been on like other reality shows post the like I Love New York days. Uh, I hope they pay her so much money every time she's cast. She needs every penny because she the reality the way we see it today truly is the house that New York built.
1: She right? is she is one of the most talented artists alive. Period. Like, like a period. Point blank. Because reality. Acting? Do I call it acting? (laughs) Because reality performing is an art form in itself. It's essentially like an improv skill. Right. Um, And New York has perfected it to a T. She is brilliant.
0: I can't wait to watch the show, and I'd watch her in every show ever. So if there are any casting directors of reality shows out there, just cast New York in your next project. Because I'd watch it. I would watch every second. Uh, Since, you know, I'm now super sporty. Update. I did watch Coco Gauff play at the U.S. Open. I watched her um, play against a young lady, I believe, Aryna Sabalenka, and they had their U.S. Open finals. I believe that was on Saturday, because, yeah, it was before we went over to Jackson's parents that we were watching, and Coco Gauff is night years old. Let me say it again. She is 19 years old. And I wish it was a you know for the US Open they play three game three sets and the best of six games wins the set and the best of three sets wins the match. And the first uh set Coco was down. She didn't win. It was upsetting. And I was like, no, you've got to win. I was really rooting for her. And I'm sure Arena is a very nice young lady too. But I was really into Coco. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She's a, the young black phenom. You know, and I don't want to put too much, too much pressure on her, but I feel like the words next to me have been thrown around. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I just was excited. No pressure so, at all. No guys. pressure. Exactly. She's not listening. Uh, but I was just excited. And do am I the biggest tennis buff no
1: you got all those set and match window things right it, I saw you pausing before each word it took me but, a while I had to think but, it but all you know through. I think you said it correctly yes because
0: it's game set match and so that's how they grow in importance sure and to watch the match and to see her come back and win those last two sets after losing the first was so incredible and inspiring she had an incro- a wonderful speech and like was such a they both were so sportsmanlike and just were like it was just an honor to play against you like the past you bring to the game. It's like makes us all better players. And they were some really incredible volleys back and forth. I felt like they were really going really Ooh, Volley, well. a new term. I'm telling you, I, this is basically a sports podcast now. I'm yeah. a sportscaster. We all need to get used to it. Coco's a queen and she was like I'm so happy and like I want to thank people, everyone in my box the people who supported me and haven't been there and I also want to thank the haters I want to thank everyone who thought that I've done the best that I could do because you thought you were putting my fire out with water but you were really throwing oil gasoline on the fire and I will go up from here and I was like yes oh she is going to be in Taylor Swift's next music video I was going to say Taylor's like you got haters I got haters too she's got Taylor has her number already
1: Bad Blood Part 2 is coming out If,
0: if Taylor was still bringing Random people out during her shows. Oh my You she know she'd be walking on that era stage. Next stop. So I just implore you, root for Coco because Coco's a fucking queen and she killed it. Nineteen. I can't imagine being on an international stage at that level. And I looked it up. She won three million fucking dollars winning that U.S. Open. Oh and girl, like, queen. Listen, queen.
1: Listen to half quote a great line. You go, Coco. <laughs>
0: that is a great half quote you go 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 is you know the party line i'm 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 standing her and i'm ready to see what she does next Congratulations, champion!
1: We're, uh, we're, we're cuckoo for Coco sure, without, without the puffs. There's a lot
0: of things we have to There's cut a lot out of things for the we quotes. Can do. Yeah, it works. It, it all works. Uh, lastly, I just want to give a shout out, and not a shout out, but like, uh, i wishing my condolences to the friends and family of Steve Harwell, the former lead singer of Smash Mouth. Lots of songs that we grew up with by this band. Uh, he passed away at 56. It seems like he passed away due to liver failure, and it came out so quickly before that he was even ill. I Mm -hmm. feel like it came out a day or two prior that he was, like, gravely ill. And so it's just as sad. 56 is very young and, um, you know... It's sad.
1: And I mean, the sound of Smash Mouth is like the sound of our childhood. Absolutely. Like, just like you hear that music and you were just like, oh, I am. You're and, taken back. I am
0: taken back. Late 90s, early 2000s. Like, like it was a time. It was a time. Like, and it was
1: music that was just like hard, but like also fun. Yes, and, like, it was so positive. joyful. And like positive. And it was like, it was like when, because uh, it was around sort of when like pro wrestling sort of came out. So everything right. was kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it had that sort of like lot, like big glamorous aggression. Right. <laughs> sort exactly. Sort of like, and, like Smash Mouth and it like Spice beautiful. Girls like move over. Very Right. Like that sort of sound. And so he just epitomized that. And so so sending lots of love to Absolutely. everyone around him, his family
0: and everything. Absolutely. Matt Steele. Yeah. Is there I'm, any other news for idiots you'd like to share with I the people? I don't think so. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Okay. We're back. We're back. Hold
1: on. Oh, fixing your hair. Fixing the hair. It still looks good. Thank you. Yes. I, it always looks good, doesn't it? Except when it doesn't.
0: Yes. Oh, devastating.
1: Do Go, the commercial.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening or watching the podcast. It means so much to us. And it would help us so much if you went to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and left us a five-star rating and/or review. Unfortunately, we only accept five stars. So if you have anything negative to say, keep it to yourself. We just want to make sure that the most people in the world can hear this and it helps with the algorithm on both apps. If you give us those five stars, so please, please do it. And and also, if you have fun with us, if you want more content of us, if you want to know what we think about literally every Beyonce album, go to patreon.com two gay mats. We put out bonus content, a lot more than we ever have before. And uh, you can get all our full album reactions without any edits right there on patreon.com two gay mats. It's so much fun there. Join the discord, chit chat with us and a bunch of new friends you just haven't met yet. So thank you so much for listening and back to the show. Yes, yes. we are on
1: to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have Mm. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at 2 at gmail.com to is spelled T W O. Yes. So we got a question. Okay. Question from Oz. Oz says, All right, Kathy's we've got a problem. Uh oh. My best friend of 14 years has had this girlfriend for the past three years, and I about had it. I don't know why she doesn't like me, but this woman has given me nothing but problems. Let's see. about how, about how How about spreading nasty rumors amongst our friends group that I'm trying to groom him and make him be gay, showing up unannounced on three of our yearly guys trips, which mm-hmm. I fund thousands of dollars on, crying yeah. and fighting with him when he wants to come over and hang out, and I can go on and on and on. The last straw was this past Saturday. I just moved to a new city and wanted him to come spend my birthday with me Mm. since I haven't seen him. I bought his plane ticket and a couple hours before he was supposed to leave, this woman grabbed a knife and said she was going to kill herself. Yes, you heard me. My friend had to cancel and I spent my birthday alone. I am done. I have literally done nothing to this crazy bitch. My best friend knows she is like this and I just don't understand. Please tell me how you would handle this.
0: To you, Oz, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news you have an issue with your friend not his girlfriend your relationship is with him how he reacts to her is and like of like the relationship that you are fostering is with him and if he decided last minute for whatever the reason may be to not go on the flight that you paid for that is telling of his relationship with you and that is where you need to start the fixing because it's like I understand you have this girlfriend I understand you're in a relationship and I understand she's not my biggest fan but it's important to me that you prioritize our friendship we have been friends for a long time and I feel like I'm putting more into this friendship than you are at this point when we have these boys trips or these guys trips it's important that you know no no one else brings their partner I don't think you should either it's up to him to set those boundaries with his girlfriend because that's their relationship but you don't this doesn't this energy needs to be more directed at him than her in my
1: opinion. Sure. Well, I mean, because that's logically like where it would be most productive to send yes. your energy because like you don't have a relationship with her. Like no. you can't change her. She's crazy. Yes. Like she's objectively crazy. It seems. And I don't so, know and that so,
0: we use that word anymore. Listen, <laughs> listen, I feel i to tell you. Listen,
1: she's not. She's manipulative. Like I know. Sorry. Uh, she doesn't deserve my nice words. Okay. She doesn't deserve <laughs> me to tip to- toe around this shit. Yes. And so she and so you sort of, you can just sort of tell your friend like, hey, like I wish you stood up for me. Right. Like I've been your friend for however long, however for many years and so uh, and, and, and so like that is like it really hurt me when you always like take her side especially when she is saying these horrible things around me trying to say that I am trying to groom right. you like girl if I was trying to groom you it would have happened already like like we've known each other for years get right. out of here it's so interesting though like how like straight guys <laughs> like sort of like interact with uh, like their like respective others sometimes mm. uh, like I have a friend from high school who had been dating this girl since like end of high school okay. and then all throughout college. And now he is married to her. Mm. And, uh, this girl was horrible, <laughs> like horrible, like nasty manipulative and just like objectively awful. Yes. And, uh, and so after several years, just like another guy, friend of mine who was closer to this friend yeah. would just be like, dude, you know, she sucks, right? <laughs> like, you know, she sucks. Lord. And, and my friend who was dating her just went, yeah, just <laughs> Are yeah. They still together, yeah. They're married with kids, and so it's kind of just like, oh, have you just like given up? Like, like yes. I, I, so, I don't understand that mindset necessarily. Like, right. your friend has to know her flaws at this point by sure. now. But I think maybe you could also tell your friend, like, dude, you deserve better
0: than this. Right, and you know, yes, and, and I um. Yeah, I still personally would focus my energy on him. Like, he is. You can't control the choices he makes in that relationship. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to prioritize the romantic relationship over their friendships in ways that is probably not fair, but also not something that you can really change. Sure. Um, Especially when you get to a certain age. age absolutely. Yeah. So I think you. Need to ask him if he's interested in investing in the friendship in the ways that you would like him to. And if he's not, then it's your turn to step away. You can only control yourself. Uh, And our friend Lindsay pointed out in the chat that if someone ever gives any sort of um, threats like that, that someone needs to call the police because that is a very serious situation. But I think my opinion would be try to talk it out with him. If he's not going to be the friend that you want him to be, then you've got to... Just give him what he's giving you. Only be the like you can't be giving all of yourself to someone who is not even going to come visit you when you have paid for the ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. It's just you're you're going to keep bumping against this same wall, and he and that girl are going to have to break up on their own. You can't really convince him to do
1: that. Yeah, I would not tell him like, oh my god, dump her. Right, but you know, just be like, hey, like this situation really upset me yes. just so your friend knows your thoughts on it. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's all you really can do and see if your friend, you know, changes anything. And right. I wouldn't say like completely cut your friend out of no your life completely, but maybe just it might get to a point if you don't see any changes that like you don't do as Yeah, much. you just your friend. You don't. Pay for a
0: plane ticket You're for just a visit, Reevaluate yeah. the friendship and yeah. you know, place them where they belong. And friendships change ebb and flow for reasons like this or like other things. It happens. Um, but yeah, you can just have the conversation and see how it goes. Yeah. We're get, rooting for you though. Have the conversation with him. It's frustrating and I'm sorry. Yeah, totally.
1: Uh so next email comes to us from Anthony. And I love Anthony's email because he's like, This email's very long, so I color coded the important parts to read. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Anthony.
1: I love it. It's a question about etiquette. Hi, Matt. Um, I recently went to a concert of a Ukrainian drag queen for Verka Serduchka. She got second place in Eurovision in 2007 in an iconic performance. Cool. Question, in your mind, when is it appropriate to stand in a concert venue? The show was at King's Theater in Brooklyn, which is beautiful, by the way. It didn't have a pit section or anything. Kind of felt like a small Radio City music hall in terms of venue style. Anyways, once the song started, a lot of people got up to dance all over the venue, including this very cute gay couple directly in front of me. I stood up as well as did many of the people in my party we danced and were having a great time then as more songs were playing we stayed standing after the second or third song two women behind us started screaming at us to sit down sit down please have some respect I was torn but ultimately I felt that I had the right to stand in the spot plus the people in front of me weren't sitting down I am tall but I tried but I tried to squat a bit to not be too much taller than the people in front of me Mm. for reference we were in the middle section of the back orchestra probably 40 50 rows from the stage the screaming definitely killed the movie a bit and made me feel guilty. It was so loud and definitely distracted everyone from the show. Everyone near me who was standing eventually went into the aisle to dance to keep the peace, but then the theater staff told us we had to go back to our seats. Awkward all around. Mm. I was torn after the show ended. Then a lady came up to me and my brother at the end and said, good for you for having so much fun despite all of that. That confirmed my gut feeling that I was in the right. I'm still torn. Ultimately, I think people who wanted us to sit down should have said that to us politely and then we could have passed it on to the people in front of us too then we could have then we could have stood for the bops and sat for the in-betweens which we basically did the screaming made everything one feel awkward and didn't achieve much ultimately it was a very fun show i loved it but i think people came to the show expecting different things and the venue concert and the venue slash concert didn't send a clear message on the sitting versus standing thing there were also different generations of people at the concert some in their 20s and some people likely in their 50s and 60s in my opinion with pop acts with dancing music you buy a seat which gives you the right to dance there but what do you all think
0: i completely agree with you i think you're allowed to dance it's a concert i understand their accessibility issues absolutely but if they were people who were like i don't want to stand and like physically cannot stand like my mom is actually about to go see ray in um uh, atlanta in like october and Mm -hmm. she made sure because she's like i want to be sitting during this show Mm -hmm. and she got a special seat where she could like sit and it's always going to have a view and it's like that is the way that you get the ticket and the concert experience that you want. I have also been in concerts where I've stood up and people behind me have been rudely asking me to sit down and it happens. I feel like someone was mentioning this happening uh, to Ade- at the Adele concert in Vegas when that guy like was yelled at or whatever. And Adele stood up for him. And, Vegas is hard. Mm-hmm. I still think the rules are the same, but you're going to run into that even more because you're getting just random people. Like You're just getting the general public coming to see a show sure. versus like I am a fan of this artist and I'm at a concert. I think you have every right to stand up and uh, they could stand up too. If they could not, they could have gotten a specific seat so they could make sure they see the stage at every point. But I don't think you did anything wrong. And it was kind of you to try to move into the aisles. And the fact that you got pushed back to your seat, you had another choice. Like, you sure. weren't going to sit down and not enjoy yourself and have the time of your life at this concert just because someone yelled. And they should have been less rude to you. But someone yelled at you to sit down. You know what I'm saying?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard. And that's kind of like why concerts are difficult for me. And I don't really love going. Right. Um, It's really hard depending on the venue. Like, if it's a an arena type thing, obviously, like standing up is much easier and makes sure. more sense. When it's like a, a a concert style seating, like where we saw uh, Mariah Carey at the Coliseum, yes. like it's definitely harder if there are people stand. Like those are you know seats where right. you are, you, and it's not like like uh, the audience isn't raked enough to right. really be able to see if like a bunch of people are standing up. Right, um, that's kind of harder because like you want to stand, yes, uh, but it's difficult to see. I don't know that that's kind of the risk you kind of run into. Like, if when you, you get go a to ticket, a concert, and especially yeah. you said something like Vegas, like it's a mixed audience. Like, yes. some are stands and some are just like, oh, I'm in Vegas from somewhere. Yes. And, oh, Mariah Carey, there's an extra ticket. I'm going to go. Right. Um, I, I truly don't know about this. I, I'm not, because I'm also not a concert person. Right. Um, Yeah. Because I, I remember when we saw Mariah and everyone started standing, I was like, oh no I yes, was like but yes. I was like but I have to stand yes. because I won't be able to see if I can't right. stand but then I felt bad for the people behind me who then also stood when I stood right exactly um, so yeah I'm uh, I don't stand up That's <laughs> it's
0: a concert I understand some. the thing is it's up to the venue and for the ticket buyers, like to be like, if I need to be seated, this is where I need to sit. And if you're honestly having a pop music venue, you should have raked the seats enough so that people can see. If sure. that's not the situation, this is going to happen. I think you did nothing wrong by standing and enjoying yourself. at the
1: Yeah, concert, I period. do understand why you were kicked out of the aisles though. Yeah, because sure. it's a fire, fire hazard. Hazards. Yeah, so <laughs> it's but a uh,
0: fire but you so know, what? at least you tried. You know, it was kind of <laughs> you to try to it do was something. Very kind, it was yes. kind. You did the kindest thing. You should not be beating yourself up about this. Yeah, and I feel like something we should tell the person behind you is like you're allowed to ask someone but like we should all learn how to talk to each other in public like we're living in a society you could not scream at a stranger like I don't care what the context is like there's a nice way to ask and then you could decide yeah I'm going to do it or no I'm, I'm not going to I'm sorry I'm here to have a fun time and that would have been fine the screaming is the most upsetting part of the story for me. Like, do not fucking scream. And you know what's gonna make me stand the whole time? Raise your voice at me, stranger. Oh,
1: Matt Palmer does not respond. I do not. You will not be
0: speaking to me any kind of fucking way. And if you do, then I'll be standing and not taking your point of view into consideration at all. So, Uh, best of luck, man. And let
1: me tell you, this girl will ice you out. you will
0: be iced. (laughs) You You will be iced what did Mariah say in that fucking gif? Don't exist to me in this moment. Oh, the <laughs> that thing is, the thing
1: is the, like Mariah Carey on the stage would feel the tension. Like, <laughs> like she would. Like, something hey, happening wait, over wait, here? Wait, 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 wait. I'm feeling a little, uh, I feeling like the audience isn't into this anymore because the entire audience will be like, someone made Matt Palmer upset. <laughs>
0: it happens. <laughs> Matt
1: Palmer, if there's have... one thing, Matt Palmer has many talents, guys. This is one of Matt Palmer's best
0: talents. I haven't used it in a long time. You haven't. Like, I'd say a decade.
1: I, I mm. feel like there should be like a Marvel, like superhero franchise where it's like a bunch of gays superheroes and they have like special powers
0: like this That's like mine. like
1: your superpower would be being able to like freeze a party
0: <laughs> thank you so much through like your energy i appreciate it yeah um so matt Steele. yeah are you prepared i show and we have come to the section of the podcast called two game minutes where each of us discuss something the other doesn't care about for only two minutes and I'm gonna, this week, I know it's Big Brother, and I'm going to try and pay as much attention as I can <laughs> and understand what you're saying.
1: I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get all through this in two minutes.
0: Are you ready? Whatever, sure. Three, two, one, let's go.
1: When we last left our house okay. guests, Red and Jag were on the block with Jag being targeted by the majority. They figured since Red and Cam were fighting due to miscommunication, it was better to keep Red because he'd keep them from going after Cam, who everyone wants out except for fucking Bowie Jane because she's perpetually in the dark. <laughs> Red tells Sir, Serena and Izzy, well, I reckon it's about time to patch things up with Cam, and they were all like over our dead bodies. We're not gonna have you and Cam be a duo in here. So they decided to evict Red and blind side Cam and Bowie Jane, who thinks that they are think, thought that they were keeping him. Come eviction night, they vote Red out by a vote of eight to two, and not only is Cam shook by that on live TV, he also notices that the cameras in the moment Red was evicted were pointed right at him and fucking Bowie Jane. So he figures that not only were him and fucking Bowie Jane the two being played by the whole house, but the entire show and CBS is playing them for a fool. It's clear that Cam to Clam Cam that he is the house pariah. Tension fills the studio. The HOH competition starts and it's a quick memory game filled with color-coded fart sequences. Iconic. Ew. Who wins the HOH? Cam, baby. So when he wins, none of the cast cheers. No one goes up to hug him. Their jaws hit the ground. Cam says, well, I'll just cheer for myself. He gives himself a thumbs up and, and shouts, ha-hi, while everyone looks like they want to vomit except for fucking Bowie Jane who has her usual smile plastered onto her face. I am in love with Cam's sociopathic HOH reign. First, he tells his only fucking ally, fucking Bowie Jane, that he's not revealing anything to anyone, not even her, not even production, what his plan is. He feels like he thinks the producer will try to sway him to do something different. He's not revealing to the cameras nothing. A big middle finger to CBS. So we all think he's going after Seri, who was aligned with everyone and running everything. He tells Blue, "I'm putting you up." He tells Jag, "I'm not putting you up, but you walk around and pretend like you t- I told you I'm putting you up." And if I hear anyone mention we struck a deal, you are gone. Nominations come. He nominates Felicia Fleish, and Izzy, but he tells the cameras, "There's a bigger plan." Power of veto is played, and J- and Jared, Seri's son, wins. Cam tells Jared, "Let's make a big move." And they're all like, "Oh shit!" Cam's gonna try to get Jared to use the veto to backdoor his own mother, but turns out his big move is for Jared to use the veto on Felicia so Cam Ten can put Suri up just to still get Izzy Allen to have Suri be on an island. It makes no sense. Cam is lost in the sauce and then Jared has to try to save his mother Three, and he does it. It's two, like watching an episode of one. Pinky and the Brain. Thank you. Okay, that the last part made no sense because I skipped a chunk but I just wanted to say yes. that like it, it's... So now it's a mess? It's not a mess. Yes. It's just that I'm thrilled. Okay, I'm thrilled Short. that Cam made such a Huge swing in the right direction. But he
0: just didn't quite. However,
1: his plan is stupid. <laughs> so he is that. the brain in the Pinky and the Brain situation. And Jared um, essentially had to try to like save his mother. Mm. Um, and it was, he went about it by throwing everyone, on, all his allies under the bus. So he did it in a bad way. So he's, but he successfully saved, saved his, his mother. mother. Okay. So it's it's like he was Pinky and Cam was the brain. Well,
0: if this means that Saria's gonna. Be a little safe for the next couple of weeks.
1: Listen, Sari, I am like desperate for like someone to finally like get her out because she is outplaying everyone. (laughs) If she, I mean, if she makes it to the end, she will not only win, she will be considered Maybe like top two best wow. players of all time. Like she is doing so, so well. It's so impressive. Finger? I hope she does. That'd I mean, it's thrilling to watch. Yeah. Um, but you know me, like if someone is a right. front runner, I want them gone. I'd like the underdog too. to take over.
0: So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> mine won't take two minutes. I love that this is mine because mine feel like they can be calm because they don't have huge things happening. Vanderpump isn't on. I'm describing
1: I a full like I I'm know. trying to describe
0: a full week. And mine, mine is just a week of housewives. So it's 40 minutes of the ladies. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Time when you're ready for me to start. Oh, God. Yeah. get my timer out. You want to use mine? Oh sure, my yeah, not? Go. Oh wow, you're so kind. I know.
1: Okay. Ready,
0: yes. set, go. I just must say that the Real Housewives of New York reboot has come up to being very good in the past couple of weeks. There are many characters that I'm enjoying going into this week. I'm enjoying Bryn very much, obviously Jenna Lyons, who is the former J. Crew executive, lesbian, very cool lady, richer than all of them, and also a little older than all of them. Amazing. Jessel is a mess, but like great TV. So I'm walking into this episode being like, you know what? I just generally like this cast and everyone seems kind of nice. Jen Alliance is okay just so you know Jen Alliance was born with I believe some sort of like birth defect or like d- bodily disorder in which she has teeth that are literally cone shaped she has a lot of skin issues she's like healthy and thriving but like had a giant mouth surgery to like fix some of her teeth that she's had an issues with since childhood and Erin comes over. She is like the girl who kind of is very New York and kind of looks like Jennifer Aniston. She comes over, gives her some soup, and they talk about going on their cast trip. And all the girls are going X day. And Jenna's like, I'm going to go a little earlier because I need to tan. You have a minute. And uh, balance out. <laughs> a lot of like my skin issues are better when I am tan. And I basically only want to be on camera when I'm tan. So people don't see the splotches of my skin that I was born with because of my birth defect. Okay. She then says, also, I'd rather fly first class. Aaron goes back to all the women and says, Jenna's not coming with us because she needs to fly first class. And she's like wants to get a tan. So all of them are like, I think Jenna's hiding things from us. I think Jenna's rude and she thinks she's better than all of us. So Jenna, who literally is like, I'm getting my fucking teeth fixed because of my birth, the way they were put in my head as birth. I'm trying to balance my skin out because I'm going to be on camera in front of all you beautiful women, walks into this hornet's nest of women being like, who are literally, she's like, you know, actually I did this because of my birthday effect and they're fucking laughing at her. Every five, one of all of those other women are laughing. And like, I don't believe you. I think you're a liar, Jenna. And like, you just think you're better than everyone else and you have to fly first class. Guys, it's fucking housewives. You all should be flying first Three, class. That's the point. Two, you're all one. rude and horrible. And Jenna's been through enough. <laughs> Justice for Jenna. I couldn't believe how they treated her as she walked in. Justice it was so cruel and out of nowhere. And like, for a season of which there was always such like, I don't know, petty arguments. You could kind of like all of them. The fact that they were making this woman feel like shit for wanting to come a little early, get a tan and fly first. She's six feet tall. She's also so <laughs> fucking rich. She's allowed to fly first if she wants. They should be mad at production front giving them all first class seats on a plane. They're a reality show. Wait, and so
1: who was who the person who like started this? Aaron. Year? Aaron. Listen, Aaron would do great on
0: Big Brother. Aaron. Because also- that
1: is how you get the house against and a single person. I was
0: looking away from this news, but now that I I don't like her. Aaron also donated to Trump's like investigate the Steele champ- campaign. So oh, fuck, Aaron. fuck Aaron. Fuck Aaron. All right, that's Dang. all I have. Yeah, that was a little <laughs>
1: over two minutes. <laughs> but you know, what? I went a over two minutes as well. Uh, sorry. Right. we're giving each other some grace. We
0: are. Listen, it's,
1: it's going to be called two, three game minutes. Three <laughs> minutes, soon. <laughs> yeah, three I gay minutes imagine- soon. I just, I just
0: couldn't, I couldn't believe how they were treating her. But okay, yeah, that's awful. Matt Steele. Yes. Are you ready for? Giving me moments. Yes, I am. All right, Matt Steele. What has been giving you moments this week? So Tuesday, I hung
1: out with my wonderful friend Ryan, and we saw Ryan's. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, So and we saw the same movie that Matt Palmer saw last week, and that is Bottoms, and Mm -hmm. it is. It is a piece of cinema. Like, everything that I can't stress, like, enough, like, what Matt Palmer said. Like, it's such a fabulous comedy that, like, a comedy that we don't see in movie theaters that much anymore these days. It's just, it's just, it's raunchy, it's ridiculous, it's not based in reality in the slightest. Like, each character's crazier than the next. I mean, that crazy girl with braces. Screaming, like, now I can kill my stepfather. Like, truly, truly iconic. And, And I'm just... Rachel Sanat. Is it Sanat or Senate? I think Senate. It's Senate? Yes. Oh, I've been saying Senat. Okay. okay, well, Rachel, Senate, Sanat, whatever. She knows herself so well. and Absolutely. like she knows her brand of humor. It's so specific. It's so unique to her. And the fact that she wrote this screenplay, she co-wrote it with the director. And she knows how to showcase herself so well. The director and uh, co-writer's name is Emma uh, Seligman. Mm. And just utterly fabulous I I mean you said it all last week so I can't say anything more other (laughs) than everyone go see it it's so fun it's about two lesbians and they want to have sex with these girls in their class so they somehow form a fight club to teach <laughs> girls how to uh, do self-defense. Which,
0: by the logline, you can hear how ridiculous it is. It's yeah. so much fun.
1: It's 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 really, really fun. Yes. So, Matt Palmer, what has been giving you your moments?
0: For, for me this week, uh, we finished season two of The Bear. And I know I talked about The Bear already after we finished season one, but season two is, as promised, less stressful. <laughs> it still does every time. As I'm, promised. As promised, less stressful. It does still make me think, Man, the last place I would ever want to work is a restaurant, no mm-hmm. shade. But it's just like, I don't know, the, the characters are so warm and you're rooting for them. And they're in such a high pressure situation. Like they're trying to reopen this restaurant, you know, in memory of Carmi's brother who passed away as a, like, because of a you know, drug issue. And, it's just to see the characters be so fully fleshed out and like kind of elevated in a way that like, they were so kind of like the restaurant, like in the first season they were so grungy and needed to be brought together. And now they're really tr- kind of becoming an upscale restaurant. and like, yes, it's becoming so stressful. There's still the tickets coming out. People are locking themselves in the fridges. Mm-hmm. You know, I, at a who was in bottoms as well. I uh, was speaking of, I was about to Iconic. bring her up.
1: Everything an I've actress. seen her in, she is fantastic. Cause she was, she's in theater camp as well. Mm-hmm. And, so such a standout! She, like she is great, is so it? natural, yes. and like
0: so you
1: look at her and you're just like. You know, like, at first glance, she's just like, oh, yeah. She looks like a, you know, a regular person, like, who could be, with, like, friends with me exactly. But then, like, she opens her mouth and acts, and you're just like,
0: talent. And like, you're just like, she gets it. She, and everything she's in is like that, including the bear. And, of course, she ends on, like, a tough note. Like, they kind of open the new version of the restaurant to friends and family. And, like, yeah, she ends up throwing up a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> love it. I feel like she's also rediscovering her love of cooking more so than running the house. I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. But the show was... A a very good one and one that became a little less stressful season two, which I appreciated. I'm happy to see the elevation of all of our, you know, favorite kitchen workers and uh, restaurant folks because, you know, we're all rooting for them. So can't wait for season three. Can't wait for this strike to be over, these strikes to be over so they can get on writing and producing it because mama needs it thank I'm you excited. so
1: much for supporting us restaurant workers. I do and, I, just, and,
0: and supporting your strikes
1: yes thank I, you oh my god this is, team, this is Matt, Matt Steele today. support channel <laughs> really guys is. thank you all for being here for me all of you on the live chat all yes. of you listening I, wow this is like a
0: celebration of me it really is entire it?
1: podcast well,
0: god, Matt Steele so do you have anything else you want to tell
1: the people before we sign off for I the think week so I gotta get back home to mama
0: that's uh, true yeah. mama Steele
1: she's probably in bed right I, now
0: Matthew is on his way don't fret yeah. thank you guys so much for listening and or watching we'll be back soon with more two game mats bye bye